Dance, Nichiwagonak, Eguanuago Magantic, Sigonachak, Missigasi, Eguataku, Tokishagoba, friends and relatives, my spring spirit. And I am from the Atakaku Persuasion. Scrolling through my list of infinite beings here in Indigenous country, I thought I would invite sweet, sweet Dougie Love onto my show. Dougie Love is sometimes known as Dougie Rain, and he hails from the Stony Nakoda First Nation. His father was Stony Nakoda, and his mother is from Muscochise, Alberta. I'm chatting with my girlfriend while we're doing this. Are you? <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend, no. I did. Uh, introducing, introducing Dougie Rain, who hails from the Paul Dance Nation. His dad is, his dad was Tony Nakoda, and his mother is from Muscatchies. So you're yeah. half free. I never knew that. Well, kind of, sort of. According to my grandfather, my mom's dad. He said their bloodlines come from the Lakota people. That's what he said. The Lakota people. That's the L dialect. So that's yeah. more south? That's the border. Yeah. From, oh, yeah. I've heard from yeah, south border, yeah. I heard a lot of uh, oral history of um, those times, so that's pretty cool. Those are the times yeah. of people. Yeah. Thank you for taking time out today to do this. And, um, yes, you'd be very family. honored. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so I have actually three questions. We'll just get right to, um, right to the question. So the first yes. one is I know that um, this is stemming from your work with the heartbeat of nations, with the radio station, um, feel free to to add more on that. But the first question was language revitalization or language normalization. Which do you which resonates with you? Language revitalization or language normalization? They both don't. Um, they, they they both don't grab me. Um, I've I've lived with both languages all my life, so I I I, I you know it's, I'm stuttering. Okay, 
the way I think about things isn't typical. Um, I don't know why it's just that way, but I, I think we, we, I'm gonna say we, because we're all in it together, right? But I think we're missing yeah. the mark when we say language revitalization or language normalization. We need to go deeper into it and we need to, I guess, for a lot of people, uncover the fact that the language is in our DNA. It's not revitalizing, it's there. Nobody has the, um, nobody has the excuse of not knowing. People say, you know what, for the last 30 years, even longer than that, I've met a lot of people said, I don't speak my language because my parents or my grandparents went to residential school, but yet what's been trending for a long time is access to a cell phone. We right. all know somebody who knows something. We're still connected to a lot of people who've always spoken the languages. We none of our people have the um, the uh, uh, um, we 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 can't deny the fact that we all know it. We all like there, there's no there's no getting around it. We all know somebody with the resources that could help us with our languages. People focus on the nitpicking too much. Well, you know what? When I try, the old people make fun of me. Keep trying. It's that simple. Absolutely you know what I mean? agree with you there. <laughs> I, I really like um, that you said and they pointed out that it's in our DNA because a lot of times we just, because of these cell phones and things that are happening in 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 the world in society today, um, we tend to think of only the physical. But when we go in and remember our DNA, it just um, shifts. It does. It, there's a lot of shifts going on there, and um, with that, it just opens up more possibilities. Yes, it does. Cool. Um, awesome. With everybody, like a high volume of our people have access to a cell phone. Everybody's online. You know, on Facebook, there's always the Cree Simon says um, that there are so many language apps that have been developed by the Cree people, by the Nakota people, um, e even uh, far down south in Montana, the Cutswood School have their Pekani word of the day on Facebook. There's just so much access to the languages. People no longer can say, well, my parents went to residential school. Everybody knows somebody that knows something. There isn't an excuse and, and we've normalized excuses. Oh, good point, good point. That's a really good point. So, Dougie, we're going to move on to question two, and this is going into... Um, Already? We're moving on to question two. Why can't we speak about question one for a little while longer? <laughs> That's because you're... Because <laughs> I understand that you have some place to be after this. <laughs> so, question two... Well, will you, will you do it? Yeah. 
So we're going to bounce away from question one. Fine. Let's go to question two. <laughs> Hit me with you your know best shot. I'm going to I'm going to make it so that everyone <laughs> because I'm on the res here and everybody ha is on their cell phones. You're right. Everyone's on their cell phones and it's sort of like taking away the little bandwidth that I do have. And um, so I'm going to send everyone away to the lake or something like that. So I've got the Wi-Fi all to myself so that we can go into this a lot deeper and make it a lot more yep. meaningful because I really, really appreciate um, the answer that you gave me for number one. <sighs> so number two, number two, number two, number two is going into a practice. Uh, I would like to hear a little more about the judo. My son, judo. He's, yeah. Is, I believe that's the martial arts okay. that you train in, right? So can you tell no, me a little taekwondo. bit of Taekwondo? Okay, there we go. Tell me about Taekwondo and how that is shaping you uh, or has shaped you into Dougie Rain today. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start with you're mispronouncing it. It's not Taekwondo, it's Taekwondo. 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 Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, to, to be honest, and, and I'm going to be brutally fucking honest here. Um, okay. A big part of where I got to where I am today was because I experienced my own self-esteem and identity issues growing up. Because my mom is from Muskogee, because my dad's from here. I understood so many of my Nakoda relatives that had some not so nice things to say about the Cree people. I've heard so many Cree people, my Cree relatives, say some not so nice things about my Nakoda relatives. So growing up, I didn't fit in. I didn't. Now, where I'm gonna get brutally honest, like even more brutally honest, when my popularity started to grow because of powwows, every time my name would be called in a winner's circle, all of a sudden I'm everybody's relative. But growing up, it's, it's like, how do I just let that go? Knowing this is what they spoke about. Now, these are things that are taboo. Nobody wants to talk about these things. Nobody wants to acknowledge things. But in order for a guy like me to move ahead and try to grow out of this in, in a more positive way, in order for me to fix the problems that were inside here and inside, like inside my, my heart and my mind, in order to fix those problems, I had to acknowledge those problems existed, okay? and still exist. There are so many things that divide our people for whatever reason. Now, what's that got to do with Taekwondo? Everything. Because my Grandmaster Min, who's Korean, um, his daughters, who are my also my masters, they're, they're Korean. I've learned to walk again by when I very first went to Taekwondo, I had so many, so many issues. I, I, I had so many head issues. I had so many physical issues. And 
I, I battled my way back to health. I, I began to understand that, you know, I, I went to Taekwondo angry, angry at the world, angry with, with um, what's become normal. And being in a constant uh, place of disappointment, of disconnectedness, I learned to be Indian again through my relationship and my family growth at Taekwondo. Because at Taekwondo, it's a very diverse crowd. Um, students come from all walks of life and we all walked on this journey together from white belt to black belt, uh, from black belt to second degree black belt. And along the way, we're, we're mentoring the junior belts under us and and we're 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 a big family we're we're not leaving anybody behind whatever information that we gather whatever knowledge that we acquire whatever skills we're developing we're sharing with the younger people the the juniors that are joining taekwondo and i i soon began to incorporate into my life that I'm learning Taekwondo so I don't have to fight. Now, the fight isn't always physical. It's spiritual. It's it's mental. Um, it's physical in a different way because like I said, I had so many physical challenges at the time. I've overcome a lot of these challenges through some awesome mentorship and and the biggest thing about going to Taekwondo is accepting myself as I am, as you know what? Part of being brutally honest is, is talking about some of my experiences through powwows and how, how it, it ties into Taekwondo. There was a lot of freaking pressure over the last, geez, a great part of my powwow life, the, the pressure of being Dougie Rain, you know, the, 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 um, the respected champion traditional dancer. To be honest, the last 15 years, I wasn't so much a champion. Um, I, I've started to go to Powell's for different reasons. I, I, I you know, there were, I'll admit there was a time where I was heavy into the competition and over time, more and more kids, they talk to me, they, they're curious about my outfit, and I've never been one to chase anybody away. You know, I've, I've always tried to give a little bit of my time to whoever. It be, because, you know, I, I started to learn from my Taekwondo masters that they, they've always spared a little bit of time for me, a little bit of extra time. Uh, whenever I needed, whenever I had questions, whenever... I had strife or stress, they were there. And it's the same with our people, except, you know, I, I started making myself more available, um, kind of stepping out of that championship role into a more personalized um, um, level with, with a lot of different people, people that weren't dancers, that were just spectators, uh, kids that were just, so darn curious and what I really began to notice that a lot of these kids that I went to different powers at were 
that they were just local kids from their own res that never got to travel. And I thought, my gosh, I began to open my eyes in a whole different way that, you know what? Powwows are really, powwows are really for um, an exclusive bunch of people. And that exclusive bunch of people are those that can afford to travel. Because I'll tell you what, here locally, all my, not all, but a bunch of my little relatives, they get excited for, for our annual powwow. And it's common in hundreds of communities that there's a lot of young kids at the same, these different communities that look forward to that one little powwow because that's the only powwow they're going to get to. Well, what's it got to do with Taekwondo? It's got everything to do with Taekwondo because by participating at Taekwondo, by by stepping out of my own comfort zone to get to know other people, by um, opening my heart and my spirit to other people, I've, I've learned to be social in a different way because really, like, a lot of people don't even realize that I'm extremely introverted. I'm extremely bashful. I'm really, really shy. You know what? People say, but you dance all the time. And that's true. But people don't see me. They're seeing the outfit. People don't really haven't taken the time to get to know me. Um, the, the, uh, the number of visitors that I have had in my house in the last year and a half of Aside from my, my siblings, one, two, three. I have had three visitors. Three visitors in a year and a half. Okay. I'm that introverted. Yeah. I am that introverted. Um, even one of my powers, if I'm not dancing, I'm at my camp. I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not closed off. I'm not a snob. I'm just that shy. I'm that bashful. I'm I'm just I can be a conversationalist, but it's more of an in an entertainer mode. That's what I do. I'm an entertainer. I'm on the radio on radio show. I entertain people. I like to make people laugh, but other than that, it, it's it's other than kids, it's it's really difficult for me to connect with people on a different kind of level because they're, they're, again, there's the pressure that, that people want to know something or they want to ask questions about their outfits or they, they, or they just need a moment of, of time to be heard. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's like, sometimes I'm like, can, I'm, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed because I, I'm not a guru. I, I'm not a wise guy. I'm not even a humble guy, you know. I'm I'm pretty brash. I'm pretty loud. I'm pretty hyper. I'm extremely hyper. But but get that. That's the mysteries about about me. I'm I'm extremely hyper, but extremely introverted. So, Taekwondo's been um, a fantastic outlet for for a lot of the uh, the hyperness in me. Um, it, it, it's been really helpful with with me getting to learn how to connect with people. I've been working with children, youth, and families for 26 years. I've done that for 26 years. You'd figure I would know how to um, 
communicate with people on a real personal level. But you know what? I became really good at communicating with people on a professional child youth care worker client level. I've, I've been working with um, the parents on that type of level. I've been working with other coworkers on that type of level. But connecting in, in a totally different way, it, it's always been a struggle. But again, Taekwondo, there's different tenets that we operate by. Uh, respect, integrity, patience, uh, perseverance, indomitable spirit. And taking the indomitable spirit side of it helped, my, you know what, seriously, it really did help my dancing at a powwow. A traditional dancer, I'm supposed to be a warrior. Well, you know what, the indomitable spirit side of Taekwondo, I've channeled that and, and, try, and, and I've just let it flow. Whatever it looked like is whatever, however it comes out at a power. I, I, I hope I'm, I've, I've answered a little bit of that question. There's the whole physical side of it too. Um, I've, I've gotten into terrific shape. Um, I'm a senior competitor, but <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I like to think I'm in fantastic shape. Uh, I can jog five kilometers with a cigarette in my mouth. No, I'm kidding. I can't do that. But <laughs> I, I, I think I've got great stamina. I, I think I'm in, in, in fairly decent health. Um, I'm, I'm type 1 and type 2 diabetic. But because of my daily regimen, because of, of how I, I fully immersed myself into Taekwondo, um, again, I, it's, it's not a part-time thing. It's a full-time thing for me because I'm carrying that lifestyle in, in my home, in my, my spirit, my esteem. Again, in order for me to fix some of the issues that I've had in the past, um, I've had to acknowledge it. One, one second. Hakona, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, bro. Hey, can I call you back? I'm on a podcast right now. Okay. Okay, thanks. Hey, yo. That's cool. I'm here. It sounded, <laughs> sounded like a... So, again, <laughs> sounded like what? It just sounded like um, from a movie, like uh, smoke signals or something. <laughs> <laughs> so again it's it's it, in order for me to rebuild my uh, my self-esteem these were some of the issues that i had to look at and rather than be a bitter person because guess what i go to a powwow that i i go and i enjoy myself all the while trying to block out some of the animosity at powwows because there's still a lot of division but I've, I've learned that I don't need to carry that that's not mine know what I mean yeah so exactly. yeah there's there's so I, I hope that sort of answered a little bit of your question because the yeah. question is it's that's, that's a pretty big question. number two question was a pretty big question awesome good so Marshall I, I I think it goes hand in hand. The the like the the, the practice of martial art, the the whole 
living martial art is, is is the same as as a lot of our, our historic value. That's that's just my take on it. You know, people might disagree with that, but you know what? That again, that's not mine to carry. I'm just speaking from experience. I'm not saying this is the way and the only way. I, I'm just speaking from my my own personal experience. I'm kind of curious. Um, what kind of belt do you are you do you have, or have you earned? I have second degree black belt. Second degree black. Second belt. degree black belt. Wow. What? Yeah. Okay. When I was about thirteen, I was in karate, and I know that we had to learn a katas to to um and to learn katas, you had to basically. Uh, train in different moves and things like that to advance to the next belt. So how how long did it take you to become second de degree black belt? You That's know what, it me. took me an awful long time. You, uh, again, when, when I first went to Taekwondo, I had physical issues, I had mental issues. Uh, not mental, like I was a mental case, but I, I, I certainly had um, my baggage, and I first started going to Taekwondo just because I needed something else in my life. And I actually stayed a white belt for a very long time because I didn't care about advancing. I, I just, I, I was getting used to being with people. I was getting used to being social. I was learning to walk again. I had to learn to jump and roll. I had to learn to put one foot in front of the other. And and to be honest, that took quite a while. So normally, if a student trains extremely hard, they could get their first degree black belt within two years that they started. It took me 10. Mm -hmm. Took me 10 years to get my first degree black belt. And then after that, um, you, you, it's two years after you test for your first degree to, to test for your second degree. After you get your second degree, then you wait three years to test for your third degree. Uh, I was actually going to uh, test for my, my third degree, uh, but... Um, some unfortunate things happened in my life that that changed my entire life and i i slowed right down at taekwondo you know i still practice here at home but uh going to the taekwondo dojang i i um i just slowed completely right down i'm i'm still i'm still trying to create not a new normal just a different flow ah good yeah but what, it's interesting because I, I understand I, I understand um, kata and 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 karate and um, for in taekwondo we call it pumse. Pumse. We call the forms pumse. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's it's not as you know I'll admit it's not as exquisite as Japanese kata. You know I I, I watched kata competitions and 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 some of the the female from japan are just freaking phenomenal at it just so intense you know um taekwondo pumse it, it can be pretty intense but it, the, the the 
the forms seem to be a lot shorter than than Japanese kata. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's all very interesting stuff. Third question is, how have you been maintaining connections with loved ones via this time of social distancing? Um, that depends on, on how you want to think about it. In order for me to have a connection, it, it, being connected with loved ones is it's it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty straightforward. Your phone calls. Um, me and my siblings, we we got a little group on Facebook. We and we just we just it's whatever you know. Um, my mother, we're all in contact with her, but we're trying not to see her as much because guy like me is out and about a little bit more than, than everybody else. Um, my one sister lives in the city, so she doesn't come out at all. Uh, but I, I think for the most part, you know, I gotta be totally honest, I've been socially isolated for the last year and a half, over a little year and a half. And I mean like isolated. Um, my, mm -hmm. my wife passed away. My pregnant wife passed away. Um, our baby survived for five weeks and then he passed away. And and since that time, I, I've gotten very used to being socially isolated. Um, what, I, I've never been disconnected though. Um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm gonna be brutally honest. Um, I think there's been a lot of disconnection that happened as a result. And yeah, I'll accept my part in that by mm -hmm. socially isolating myself. But realistically, this was a journey that I've, I've been on all by myself, but not totally by my choice. You know, after so much time has gone by, I've come to realize that, um, you know, I've never been the type of guy to ask for help from anybody because of the earlier social um, issues that I've had about my own self-esteem issues. I've, I've always learned to deal with things on my own, but the last year and a half has been incredibly freaking tough. I, I didn't know how to ask anybody for help. I didn't know how to raise my hand and say, hey, yo, I need some help here. Um, as a result, nobody's really kind of um, come forward and said, hey, man, you know, there, there's been a small handful of people that's, uh, that's been paramount in keeping me connected. As a result of those small connections, I've maintained what I think was a much more important connection, especially during this time, this, this worldly crisis of, of this dangerous virus. And that's simply the connection to Earth. 
Now, a lot of people have been, um, yeah, it's it's a little disappointing. It's a little sad that powwows aren't going to be really happening anywhere. Uh, and there's the whole social powwow movement, uh, the online powwow movement. Um, but for me to fully appreciate dancing to a drum, I, I need to do that on the ground. I need to right. do that with with the actual drum there but how i've gone about staying connected like that was staying connected to the bush i'm a hunter i'm a gatherer i'm a fisherman i'm a, i'm a complete i'm i'm not trying to sound oha but i'm a complete outdoorsman you know i don't want to sound like like i'm a white dude or anything by saying i'm an outdoorsman but i am i i I grew, I grew up that way. We grew up barefoot running in the bush when we were kids, um, feet in the ground, feeling the dirt between our toes, having the, the dirt and tree bark under our, our fingernails. Um, that, that's how I grew up. Now, according to our old people, the earth came first, the plants came next, the animals and the human beings were the last ones here. Our songs, our drums, our ceremonies, our ways came from the animals. The animals taught us how to live. The human beings on our own, bare naked, would never survive. So in order to have complete connection to that drum spirit and to the songs, I've maintained being uh, maintained connection through the bush. I'm I'm out walking. I'm out breathing. I'm out watching the leaves grow, listening to the birds sing. I've I've just the other day I've, I've come across deer that were pregnant. I, I I saw pregnant moose. It's quite the sight. To me, that 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 trumps any powwow. That trumps any championship that I've ever won. That trumps any belt buckle trophy or jacket that I brought home. There's just no replacement for the connection to Earth. You know, I, I love my siblings dearly. I I. I I love my mom to no end, but in in order for me to fully appreciate my family, that bush, that dirt, that water, those plants growing, being in contact with so many animals, there's nothing like it. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, you just went deep. You just went right for the right for the soul, the soul of it all. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome! And I, I thank you for joining me here tonight. That's it. And yeah, I you have some place to go. That's super important. And um, I am going to get you on as a guest again. And we're going to have some more really cool questions for you to answer. <laughs> Okay, cool. Where do I pick up my check? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
you know what? I got to be honest. Um, when me and my brother are doing the radio show, we're, we're hamming it up. We're, we're trying to come up with a, a plan of, of our show. We start off with our intro, then we go into our interview. And then, you know, we're hamming it up right through. But we're there at the end of our show, there's always a dedication song to our, our theme of, of the week. And we're, we're, we're able to express a little bit. I, I don't normally talk to a lot of people. So this has been really cool to, to really talk about something that's actually been meaningful to me over this long, you know. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving me a chance to express a little bit of what's inside this Looney Tune head of mine. <laughs> All righty. Have a great evening, and I will sign off. Okay, cool. Next Thanks. time, bring lunch. Ever, ever, ever thought that I'm, I am a wise person. I, I just want to say for everybody out there, I don't proclaim to be a person of great wisdom or, or incredible strength. I, I do believe that I'm brave enough to face whatever life is going to throw at me. And I, I simply have the choice to get through it or not. That's all. It's that simple. This is Sequin Achak of Spring Spirit Nation wrapping up my first podcast. Today we learned languages in our DNA and living the life of martial arts as an indigenous person is a lot of living our historical value. Also, the importance of maintaining connections to the earth during this global pandemic is very, very important. Dougie Love, mysterious, dynamic, hyper, introvert, Dougie Wayne. Thank you. Hi, hi. Thank you.